Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate, from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Great. Thanks, Pat, ever so much. Let's uh, make sure you've got a Bible. Can you um, open in front of you? Otherwise, the next five minutes won't work uh, very well for us. Either grab your own or grab one that's in the pew or find one in a, in a pew just around, uh, uh, just around you. And let's, uh, let's keep it open at Psalm 19 together. And in a few moments, what I'd like to do is to demonstrate uh, and us participate in a very simple way that we can read the Bible together. It's not a new way. Some of us for a decade or more have been using this kind of method to read the Bible. Uh, it's a, a way that we can affirm together that just you and God can open up the scriptures and he can speak to you in a way that is real and in a way that helps you uh, to respond. And we use uh, soap as our kind of outline, scripture, observation, application, prayer. Uh, and for some of us, uh, since we, we I preached my whole way, our whole way through the Bible, I think in about 2010, 2011, and we started trying to uh, read the Bible in this way, to, to, to prioritize our focus in God's Word rather than perhaps in Bible reading notes. You know what it's like when you're in a, in, in a rush, you read a tiny bit of the Bible and you read a lot about what someone else has to say about it, to try and redress that balance a little bit, to help us stay in the Bible and, uh, and allow it to uh, speak to us. And very simply, the process of just asking the Holy Spirit, which is the verse or the word or the phrase or the idea, the theme that you particularly want to speak to me about today, to observe it, to ask some questions about it, and then to ask a final question, well, if that's what God says, what am I going to do about it? 
And those of you who perhaps that have been in the discipline of journaling, you can then write a, a very short prayer, uh, writing out that prayer that kind of crystallizes and clarifies what God is uh, saying to you. And then uh, maybe if you uh, remember the pattern we were in, you can put a heading at the top once you've written it, and you'll end up with a, a journal every day of insights that you get from God's uh, Word. So let's look at Psalm 19 together with our hearts open and thinking about what God might say to us. And I'm going to uh, extrovert a little bit, perhaps the process that would be going on in, in my mind, in my heart. Not with all the verses, you'll understand, but if I do that with, with many of the verses, you'll get a feel as to how it might work for you in your own uh, quiet time. So, for example, the heavens declare... Are we ready? Are we good? You all there? The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. That itself might be enough for you. Wow, this amazing world that we live in, that we cannot get our minds around. The physics of it, the breadth of it, the depth, the dimensions of it are beyond our understanding. And therefore they say something profound about the God who made it. Day after day, they pour forth speech Night after night, they reveal knowledge. This world that God has made says so many things about who God is. And that might, with the Holy Spirit, you quietly sitting, might create all kinds of thoughts and reflections in your minds. For example, the detail that there is in this world suggests that God is interested in every detail of our lives. The magnitude of this world suggests that there is nothing beyond God's power. Verse 3, they have no speech, they use no words, no sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. There are actions and visual sights and sounds that sometimes are bigger than words. You with me? So the, the, the world says something about who God is that is perhaps bigger and greater than words itself could ever say. So, for example, as you were reading that, the Holy Spirit might be touching your heart and thinking about an area in your life where your actions are speaking louder than your words, or where your actions need to speak louder than your uh, words. It's like a bride, sorry, uh, yet their voice goes out in the heavens, God, sorry, where are we? Verse 4, yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world, second part of verse 4, in the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. There's something amazing about watching the sun rise and watching the sun set. Who gets up early to watch the sun rise? Anyone never been up early enough to see the sun rise? <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> Joel Evan and I got up at uh, some unearthly hour a few 
uh, a week or so ago to watch the sun rise over the Mediterranean. Uh, some of us got up ridiculously early on Easter Sunday to watch the sun rise. But there's something about the sun rising and the sun setting. And look what it says. And no one or nothing is deprived of its warmth. There is the grace and the stability and the faithfulness and the certainty and the presence of God right there. Would you agree? There is something about that every day, the provision of the warmth of the earth says something fundamental about the faithfulness of God. And then the psalmist moves on. If God has proved himself faithful in physical laws, then God will be and can be faithful in spiritual laws. See the progression? You can see the physical laws and go, yes, there hasn't been a day when the sun hasn't risen. You might dispute that with the grey skies over Suffolk sometimes. But every day the sun rises, the sun sets, and so it repeats it. Every year the seasons go, there is something about the faithfulness and the certainty of the laws of physics. We do not doubt that when we place our coffee cup on the table that it will stay there because of the law of gravity. So... The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. We can be absolutely certain that the things that God says are true and faithful because we have seen how true and faithful God is in the world that he's made. That's what the psalmist is saying. The precepts of the Lord are right. When the Lord says something and you don't think it's a good idea, has that ever happened to you? Has God said something and you're not sure he's right? You can be certain that the precepts of the Lord are right and that they will give joy to the heart because God can be trusted because he is faithful and you see it every day in creation itself. The commands of the Lord are radiant. They give light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm and all of them are righteous. Is there something that God is saying and you are not sure whether he can be trusted? Is there something going on in your life and you are not sure whether God will be faithful? Is there something going on for you and you're not sure whether he can be depended upon? This is the word for us. They are more precious than gold, than much gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. Isn't that true? Isn't it? In this world that's so uncertain, isn't it super precious that some things are totally dependable? Or in fact, to be True, in the uncertainty of this world, isn't it amazing that there is someone who is dependable? By them your servant is warned. So we're warned about not following what God says because what God says can be relied upon. It can be certain. It's dependable. Uh, Not only are we uh, warned, but we know that in keeping God's laws... 
there is great reward because God is faithful. The sun will rise. The sun will set. The laws of physics are a, are a metaphor, an illustration of a richer, deeper law of God that goes on at work in our lives. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. And suddenly you see that the, 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 kind of, the, the sinfulness in our lives, the, the desire to go our own way, the insistence on doing our own thing, stands so sharply against the way God has created the world to be. And so the prayer, may these words of my mouth, And the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. As you read that psalm, what's the one thing, the scripture, the theme, the idea, the focus that is coming to you afresh this morning? Apart from Joel, let's be quiet for 60 seconds. You keep going, mate. Go on. Quiet for 60 seconds. And then I want you just to share with someone, what's the one thing that particularly stands out for you as you've read it, as you've listened to me, throw out some ideas about what the psalmist was saying, as you've reflected upon it. What's, what's the one thing? Go. 60 seconds, quiet, and then we'll chat. Okay, why don't you just share with the person uh, or the people around you, what's the, what stands out for you this morning? What's the Lord saying uh, to you? And, and if that sounds kind of too spiritual or, or too hard to get your head around, just ask the question, as you read that this morning, what, what interests you? What, what, what sort of grabs your attention? And uh, so often the Spirit's working in those ways. Go. Okay, if one of you has dominated the conversation, make sure you swap over. Don't be greedy. Okay, so as you've been thinking about the Scripture and you've been making observations about it, there is the final push, as it were. It's, it's easy to leave it there. There's something good that the scriptures say, something that's nice, something new or something that I've been reminded of, that the killer question is, so what? What, what am I going to do about it? So I've been thinking about um, the, the, the part of this psalm where the, the, the kind of the, the consistency of God's activity in creation says something about his nature, so much more that the, 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 the creation itself, it says, they have no speech, they use no words, no sound is heard, yet the message, the voice goes out. Uh, so I've, I've been thinking about my consistency, how, how consistent am I as a husband, how consistent am I as a father, how consistent am I as a church leader, and, and, and so on. So what's the, what's the so what? for you uh, this morning? How does it, where does it land? Where is it rooted in you? What are you going to do about it? Now, your do could be a change in your thinking. It could be an action. It could be a thought. But what, so what? What next? 90 seconds to share with your neighbor. 
why don't you quietly turn it into prayer. Just pray for one another for a moment. We believe that God's word is alive and living and active. We believe that the whole of heaven is with us as we step into truth. If we know the truth, the truth will set us free. Why don't you just pray for those that you've been uh, just talking with or, or just pray quietly by yourself for a moment as we seal the deal. And so we build our lives upon the rock as we hear your word and we put it into practice. Help us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder if there's just one or two people that would in one sentence summarize what, what, what you've talked about. Or two sentences, if you don't think you can do it in one. No. <laughs> um, we were just talking about all that happens despite us. So not because of what we do, but despite what we do. And how that's, uh, perhaps for someone who's controlly like myself, that's actually really reassuring um, that all that happens, whether we appreciate it or not, so we can just actually stop and take the time and appreciate that. Yeah, certain confidence that God will keep going with the whole thing. Great. Go on, Sherry. I added the second sentence, to be honest, so you could might include you, because I knew, I knew you couldn't do it in one. I was the, the, the idea that, where it says the sun goes out like a champion, uh, you know, eager for the race. I was thinking about Bolt Hussein, or Hussein Bolt. Uh, his, whole, his whole life was to run. Can you imagine the excitement when he's, he's a champion, and he wants to run this race, and remember, reminding myself that God is like that in my own life. He's saying, come on, this, this idea that we're called to do this, this is what we're made for. And as the sun rises each day, I want to be mindful of that, that I can face it because I know that the Lord is with me, even in these moments. And so I guess that's what we were saying. Great, thanks very much. There isn't a, a, a place greater, I don't think, where God's word and action, where his faithfulness all lines up than at the cross and resurrection. With the God who said consistently, who demonstrated consistently, I love you, made that love tangible and known. The faithfulness of the sun rising literally became the faithfulness of the S-O-N, the sun uh, rising. And we're going to share communion together in these uh, as final moments of our service. Remembering that the Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples, to you and me, and said, Do you know what? This is, this is for you. This is, this is for you. The Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. And then after supper, he took the cup and said, This cup is the new covenant, the new promise, the certainty signed and sealed in my blood. So as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim, you celebrate, you demonstrate the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Let's give thanks, shall we? Why don't a couple of you come out and lead us in our prayer of thanks, like now.
Come on, two people to lead us in our prayer of thanks. Let's go. Heavenly Father, we come to you now knowing that we are unworthy in ourselves. Mm. But Jesus came that we might wear his robes of righteousness. Thank you, Lord. That when you look upon us, that you see us mm. as righteous beings. And Father, that is just amazing. Mm. Beyond anything that we can ever imagine for ourselves. Yes. So Jesus, we thank you. We thank you so much that you were willing to say, not my will be done, but yours. That you were willing to go to the cross for us. Oh, Father, we just thank you and praise your name. Mm. Thank you for the gifts of bread and wine that remind us time and time again of what you did for us. Praise your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you that your love for us um, knows no bounds. And we see that in the sacrifice that you made of your son. Because you loved us and that you wanted to make a way for us to be in relationship with you. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. Mm. We thank you that you are for us. So no one can stand against us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we pray that you would help us in those moments when we are weak and feeble and we are struggling and we are in doubt or confusion. Father, that we can turn to your word. We know your character and you are faithful. And that we can trust in what you say and what you say about us, Father that we are your children and that you love us, that you are our loving Heavenly Father. So, Father, I pray in this, these moments, Lord, that you would help us mm -hmm. to just examine our hearts, Lord, and just once again just pour out our hearts of gratitude and love towards you for what you have done for us and what you will do for us because you mm -hmm. are faithful, Lord. We praise your name, Jesus. And Father, thank you that you've chased after us over our whole lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that some of us took longer to turn to you than others. But you've never given up. And even when we do turn and uh, we make our commitment to you, Lord, you still don't just leave us. You continue to chase us and to uh, make us more like your son, Jesus. Mm. Help us to be uh, repentant daily in a positive way, Lord, that we turn ourselves back to you mm. and that you're always there and that you will always chase after us and you will always love us and that we can't go anywhere away from your love. Mm. Whether circumstances pull us away or whether we choose to move away, you will always be there and you will always come after us for our entire lives. So we thank you that you never give up on us, mm. ever. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.